0: This is Rowena from Pretty Creative, and my drink of choice is an ice-cold white wine. I'm Gemma from Contently Driven, and my drink of choice is red wine. And I'm Mikala from Inspired Office, and my drink of choice is a sparkling white wine. Work-life wine time supports the responsible consumption of alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, beautiful people. Makala here again today to bring you the second episode of our Productivity 101 mini-series. And today I'm going to be talking all about procrastination versus distraction. Now, as you work to develop your personal productivity muscle, it's really important to be aware of procrastination and distraction, which are really productivity's two greatest arch nemesis. And despite what you might think, they're actually two very different concepts. So according to Google, procrastination is the action of delaying or postponing something. It's something we're all really familiar with. You've got a deadline looming, whether that be self-imposed or imposed like by an outside force, like a client. Um, But the thing is when the time comes to work on it, You just really don't feel like doing the thing that you need to do right now. So instead, you choose to avoid it. So I like to think of procrastination essentially as an active decision that you make to avoid doing something. Now, if you've been listening to our podcast for a while, you will have heard Gemma and I talking in depth about ours and others' theories on procrastination. For example, master coach and founder of the Life Coach School, Brooke Castillo, says that most people never see their dreams come to life because of procrastination. They put off taking action towards what they want because they feel lazy, overwhelmed, or fearful, or they indulge in another emotion that's preventing them from creating something. In other words, they let their future just happen to them. From a different perspective, Motivational speaker and creator of the five-second rule, Mel Robbins, says that procrastination is a form of stress relief. It has nothing to do with laziness, lack of work ethic, or your ability to be productive, and everything to do with the stresses in your life. Mel goes on to say that the reason you keep blowing off work in order to binge on cat videos is because cat videos relieve your brain of stress in that moment making your brain feel like the overall stress in your life is gone. So while both of those perspectives are different, they're also the same. If you find yourself wanting to procrastinate, it's due to a feeling you're experiencing in your body that you don't like and you want to avoid. So in order to overcome this, next time you get to a task and feel the lure of procrastination, it helps to be present, aware, and willing to explore your feelings. A good way to start is to ask yourself, what am I feeling? Why am I feeling this way? How can I change this feeling to one that's going to motivate me to take action on this task? Now, I know that sounds a bit touchy-feely, but the other option is to use willpower to overcome your inner objections and push through to do the work. However, there are two problems with this. Problem number one is you only have so much willpower to get you through your day. If you go through your workday continually using your willpower to help you take action, then by the end of the day, you're not going to have any leftover for other things such as going to the gym or cleaning the kitchen after dinner or not drinking during the week or taking a smaller serve of dessert. Using sheer willpower to get things done is tiring and it's really not sustainable for you. The second problem with just using willpower is that you're not teaching yourself anything new. If you use willpower to overcome your objections and get the work done just by cracking the whip on yourself, then you're not training yourself to be aware of and open to your thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Now, I'll bet that if you pay attention to the feelings that come up each time you feel the urge to procrastinate, you'll find that they're actually the same or at least really similar. If you challenge yourself to get to the bottom of these thoughts and feelings and work through them each time they come up, then over time, the intensity of these thoughts and feelings will decrease because you've become familiar with them. And so they don't feel so big and scary anymore. Things only feel big and scary when they're not familiar to us. Once they're familiar to us, it's like, nah, walk in the park. I've done it before. You'll eventually get to the point where you think, oh, I'm feeling even anxious about this and then just get on with the task. So, we've had a good look at procrastination. So now I want to switch gears and dive into distraction. And I absolutely love talking about this one. So back to Google for a moment for another definition, which is distraction is a thing that prevents someone from concentrating on something else. So I like to think of distraction as more of a passive concept, not so much that we're victims to it, but that it's not something that you actively do, like procrastination, but it's actually something that happens almost by accident. Now, we all know that distraction is bad and focused work is good. But did you know that the number one cause of distraction in our modern world is our digital devices? Shocking, I know. These very things that were invented to make our lives easier and more efficient are actually our greatest cause of distraction and discontent. So for a lot of people, and this is true of a lot of my clients and other business people that I've met, tech is all about being busy, being connected, constantly doing, constantly thinking, and often constantly learning. And that's what our devices were actually designed to do, which was really awesome to start with, But then some genius invented the idea of notifications. And here's the thing. Nothing in nature goes ding. Cows moo. Insects chirp. Waves roar. But only human-made things go ding. So the sole purpose of alerts and notifications is to draw your attention away from what you're currently doing and make you pay attention to something else. And app developers have trained us like Pavlov's dogs to respond to alerts and notifications. Each time one of those little things goes off, we get a hit of dopamine, which is a feel-good hormone. And so we're motivated, if not compelled, to check our device and see what's happening and what we might be missing out on. Now, here's some interesting information for you. Studies show that when we're focusing on a task and are interrupted, it takes our brains an average of 23 minutes to return to the same level of focus we had before the interruption. 23 minutes. So I just want to let that one ring with you for a moment. But if you do the math, If you're receiving 20 alerts each day, which are grabbing your attention every time they ping or ding on your phone, you're essentially looking at around seven and a half hours of distracted, unfocused work time per day. So that's just 20 alerts, seven and a half hours of distracted, unfocused work time. Now, for some people, that is a full day's work. So obviously what we want to do is avoid distraction. So here are my top tips to help you avoid it when you're trying to get things done. So I'm going to start by telling you some or giving you some tips for what you can do if you work mainly on a laptop or desktop computer. And then I'll give you some ideas about what you can do if you find yourself working more on your phone or if you do a bit of a combination of both. You do a bit of work on your computer, then you have to do some things on your phone, then you're back to your computer. So if you mainly work on a laptop or or desktop computer, the first thing I recommend is you put your phone on silent and put it face down away from your immediate work area. Now, not only will this help you with the distraction, but the last thing you want is that little device sitting there in your field of vision, just inviting you to use it as a tool of procrastination. So number two, turn off all your alerts and notifications on your computer, and I mean all of them. You don't need dings, pings, and bleeps each time you receive an email or someone sends you a Slack message or someone comments on your Facebook post. It's not helpful. It's a distraction. And number three, if you need to access social media as part of your work, for example, answering messages or engaging with your Facebook group, then I want you to take the excuse away from it, you know, oh, I got on it but then I got distracted so it couldn't be helped because I need to use it. But in order to take the excuse away from it, I actually recommend using two free Google Chrome extensions. So in case you're actually not sure what Google Chrome is, it's a browser that you can download for free. Um, And I highly recommend that all my clients and pretty much everyone I come into contact with use it because it has some really awesome extensions. Um, that allow you to do things. For example, I can access LastPass through my browser. So when I go to a website that has a login, um, my LastPass extension automatically recognizes the website and enters my login details and logs me in. So it just, it makes it so much quicker and easier, but there are lots of other excellent extensions that you can use to help make your time easier. So highly recommend Google Chrome. But anyway, back to it. The first one, the first extension that I recommend using is called Mindful Browsing. Now, the extension is activated when you access certain sites that you've specified. So you type into the settings the sites that you want it to pop up when you use. And I've set it to appear for all my social or all social media websites. So that for me is Facebook, Instagram. And LinkedIn. I don't really use any others. So, what happens is when you navigate to one of those websites that you've specified, the extension covers your screen with a beautiful image and the question Do you want to spend time on, for example, Facebook? And you get two buttons. So, you get the choice of clicking yes, 10 minutes, or actually, nah. And if you select yes, then after 10 minutes, the screen cover appears again, and you need to make the decision to continue for another 10 minutes or to finish what you're doing and get back to something else. Just as a side note, if you click actually nah, then it just closes the window for you. So that makes it so much easier. So it brings your attention to what you're spending your time on. So that's why it's called mindful browsing. You don't just have to use that for social media. You can use that for any other things that you, any other websites that you visit and you think, I just want to spend 10 minutes doing this, even if it's during a break. Um, If it's a blog website or a news website, I just want to spend 10 minutes on here. And so the browser will pop up after 10 minutes so you don't get caught spending 20, 30, 40 minutes and then looking at the clock going, oh, no, I've just wasted all that time. So as I've said, this is a great app, particularly for social media, because if you've somehow ended up in the mindless scroll, it brings you back to reality and gives you the opportunity to make a better decision for how to use your time. Now, the second extension I use is called Newsfeed Eradicator. And what this extension does is replaces the newsfeed in your social media platform with a quote. I mean, you know, it's great, all these motivational quotes. I have to admit I don't really read them. But the whole point of it is that it allows you to get onto the platform, answer the questions, respond to comments, and do whatever it is you need to do and then get out again without getting distracted by your newsfeed items. So it currently works on Facebook. Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. So if you use any of those social media platforms, I highly recommend getting Newsfeed Eradicator. And again, it's free. Now, I've used both these extensions every day for the past few years, and I cannot recommend them highly enough. So finally, for all those who do a lot of work on their phone, I really only have one piece of advice. Turn off your notifications. Okay, if that was a bit harsh, here's something else for you to consider. Work out which apps are your most important in that they give you the most important information throughout your day. So for me, that's phone calls and text messages. So what I do is I allow banner notifications for phone calls and text messages only. And if you're wondering, banner notifications are those ones that show up on your screen when your phone is locked. For everything else, I only use badge notifications, which are those little red numbers that appear on the app that you can only see once your phone's unlocked. So for me, that includes Messenger, Snapchat, and a reminder app I use for my daily vitamins and medications because I'm always forgetting what I'm meant to take and when. But that's it. I don't have any other social media apps on my phone and I don't allow notifications of any kind for anything else, especially not my email. And the reason I do this is because I want to be intentional with my time and choose for myself when I'm going to do things like check my email. I don't want to see a number 26 or whatever there and think, oh, I was going to do something else, but there's 26 there, so I should probably go deal with them. No, if it's not how I've structured my day, I don't want to be tempted to do it. Now, I'm happy to be reactive to things like phone calls and text messages when I look at my phone, because that's usually how my family and my kids' schools communicate with me, and they're important things in my life. However, that said, my phone is on silent 80% of the day. So a quick glance at my screen in between tasks lets me know if there's something important I need to respond to or if it's okay for me just to jump straight in to focusing on the next task. Well, my friends, that brings us to the end of another Productivity 101 episode. I will add the links to those two Google Chrome extensions I mentioned in the show notes if you'd like to check them out. But until next time, take care and stay well. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit subscribe. If you'd like to learn more, then check out our website, www.workwifewinetime.com.au. While you're there, jump on our mailing list to receive special updates and offers from our guests. Until next time, take care and drink responsibly. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit subscribe. If you'd like to learn more, then check out our website, www.workwifewinetime.com.au. While you're there, jump on our mailing list to receive special updates and offers from our guests. Until next time, take care and drink responsibly.